Let me see you put them up. Reach the sky, touch the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Bader, your host of Team, and today we're going to talk about the Huawei band, that cell phone company from China that sold 206 million phones where Trump all of a sudden banned any U.S. companies from working with them and their CFO Ming, who happens to be the daughter of the CEO, got arrested in Canada. Why so much controversy over a simple smartphone? We're going to talk about that today. First, I'm going to talk about nine reasons why they were banned. Then we're going to talk about their numbers. Then we're going to talk about 5G, then timeline of what took place with Huawei from 1987 to today. So having said that, let's get into nine reasons. Number one, espionage. Why espionage? Is China using Huawei to spy on U.S. and other countries? Is that really what it is? Number two, competition. Is this U.S.'s way of protecting their golden child of Apple, which has caused Tim Cook and Donald Trump to become texting terms today, their best friends, because Tim Cook just met with Donald Trump on June 13th on Thursday, and they're having conversations. Why? Because Apple's the golden child company. Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, everybody uses their phones. I would much rather have Apple win than Huawei win. Could it be Iran violating the U.S. sanctions because of what happened in China with the CFO? We'll talk about that later on. Is it 5G? Is it first to? Is it who gets 5G first? And how much is that worth to the GDP, whichever country gets 5G first? Is it power, worldwide domination? Is it cyber war insurance policy? Because what if a cyber war happens? This is our way of the CIA, the NSA, and the FBI preventing us of somebody else, a major empire that went from being top 10 to now being top in the second place and wants to be the most dominant empire worldwide, spying on America. This is our way of saying, hey, you cannot come and find out what we're doing here. Stealing trade secrets, similar going back to Made in China 2025 plan, which is any company that wants to do business in China, they have to kind of give their trade secrets. Is this kind of part of that? Or last but not least, is a terrorist? What is it? So before we get into some of these topics, let's look at numbers. Here's numbers for you. Worldwide smartphone market, okay? 2018, Samsung was number one worldwide. They sold 292 million phones, okay? That's 20.8% of the marketplace. 2018, Apple sold 208.8 million which is roughly 15% of market share. Huawei sold 206 million phones, which is 14.7%. Pat, what's the big deal here? Here's what's the big deal. 206 million phones. And many people watching this, you've never heard of Huawei before. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But Huawei's third place? Yes. But here's what's important. Look at 2017 where they were at. Samsung sold 317.7 million. They were 21.7% of market share. Apple sold 215.8 million, they were 14.7. Huawei was 154 million, they were 10.5%. Which means Samsung is down 8%, Apple is down 3.2%, Huawei is up 33.6%. That is such a big number. That's plus 50 million phones in one year when your competition is down 3.2% and your competition is down 8%. So when I looked at this, I said, okay, 206 million phones they sold, they're up 50 million. The U.S. government bans any U.S. companies of doing business with Huawei. But what is their risk? Are they so much in U.S. that this gives them a hard time to do business? Or are they more in China? So let's look at the numbers here. Total smartphones sold in China 2018. Here's what it looks like. 2018, Huawei sold 105 million phones, okay? Which made them 26.4% of all China market share. And Apple sold 36.3 million. They're 9%. 
and the year before Apple sold 41 million, and the year before Huawei sold 90.9 million. Look at this number, you notice Apple's down 11% and Huawei's up about 15, 16%. So, so, so let's take a look at this. So if they sold 105 million phones, Huawei, in China alone, and total is 206, what percentage is that? 51%, which means 51% of their phone sales is strictly in China. So I know the US banned US companies of doing business with Huawei, but 51% is in business they're doing is in China and 49% is outside of China. Very small in America, if any, is in America. Europe, other countries, right? Now watch Apple here. Out of Apple's 208 million phones, 36 million was sold in China, which is 17%. So here's the scary thing. US government banned US companies from doing business with Huawei. What would happen if China said, listen, this whole tariff thing is getting a little out of control. We are going to ban Chinese companies from doing business with Apple. What would that do to them? Because iPhone users, there are actively 900 million iPhone users worldwide, according to Apple. Out of the 900 million active, 300 million is coming out of China. Let me say that one more time. Out of 900 million active iPhone users, 300 million is coming from China, that's 33%. That's gonna be a very big hit if China decided to turn it around on them. This is one of the reasons why Tim Cook and Trump are meeting together so regularly because if all of a sudden China makes a decision like that, that's like a tariff on steroids against Apple and Apple's the biggest company, they tank the market tank. So it's very fickle right now if this doesn't take place here and they figure out a resolution. But let me continue. These are the numbers we're looking at here. Huawei in sales. So in 2010, Huawei sold 3 million phones, then they sold 20 million next year, 32, 52, 75, 108, 139, 153, and in 2018, obviously, they sold 206 million phones. Their total revenues in 2018 was $108.5 billion. That's up 21% from 2017. And if you look at the total number of, numbers of phones sold, it's 780 million phones sold during that eight-year run that they went out. So now you look at this and you say, wow, it's pretty impressive. I mean, this is good stuff, but what do they do differently? I mean, isn't it just cell phones? Watch the amount of money they put into R&D, research and development. Intel, in 2018, put $13.5 billion in R&D. Apple put 14.2. Apple, monstrosity, put 14.2. Microsoft, trillion-dollar company, 14.7. Huawei, $108 billion revenues, put $15.4 billion. And this is China labor we're talking about. This is not U.S. engineer cost. This is China labor we're talking about. Let me put that in perspective for you. Out of their 188,000 employees that they have, 75,000 of their employees strictly focus on R&D. Again, 75 out of 188 is strictly R&D. So after a while, we have Samsung 16.7, then Alphabet 21, then Amazon at the top with 28.8 billion into R&D. So you, you, you look at all this stuff, you know, okay. I, I mean, I get it, good products. They're constantly researching. They're trying to get better. They can't really do business in the U.S. right now. So, so what is, I'm still not getting it, Pat. What is the big deal with these guys? What is the worry? Here's what it is. February of 2019, this is what President Trump tweeted. I want 5G and even 6G technology in the United States as soon as possible. It is far more powerful, faster, and smarter than the current standard. American companies must step up their efforts or get left behind. There is no reason that we should be lagging behind on something that is so obviously the future. I want the United States to win through competition, not by blocking out currently more advanced technologies. We must always be the leader in everything we do, especially when it comes to the very exciting world of technology. 
Let me read one sentence of this tweet again. Go back to, I want the United States to win through competition, not by blocking out currently more advanced technologies. What, what does that mean? I mean, isn't it banning Huawei? Actually banning a better technology that's coming into US? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Why are we doing that? But he wants 5G and 6G. And what's the big deal about 5G? What is 5G? What was 1G? What was 2G? Here's what's the difference. 1G was the brick phones back in the days. That's what 1G was. 2G was the old Nokia phones and a few other phones that were 2G. 3G, this is where the speed comes in. If you wanted to download a two-hour movie on a 3G phone, it would take you 26 hours. If you wanted to download a two-hour movie on a 4G phone, it would take you six minutes. But if you want to download a two-hour movie on a 5G phone, it'll take you 3.6 seconds. Boom, you have the movie. Sitting there, iPad, 5G. I want to watch this movie. One, two, three, boom, you have the movie. Go watch it. That's 5G. And that's scary. And by the way, 5G is not about phones only. 5G is about a lot of different technology you're going to be using for. Surveillance, cars, GPS, mapping, technology, internet, faster internet. Oh, so many different things they're going to be using with this. But again, what's the big deal about this 5G? Here's the big deal about 5G. When the race was taking place for 4G, U.S. got it. And everybody said, oh my gosh. U.S. won the race for 4G. You know how much it made U.S.? $100 billion to add it to the GDP. Okay, add it to the GDP. Let me tell you what the race for 5G is, whoever wins it. Whoever wins the race to 5G, it is 3 million jobs added to, added to U.S. economy, and it's $500 billion added to the top-line revenue, GDP. That's the race of 5G. That's why everybody's after it. But there's a big problem right now. Here's a problem. The race for 5G... China is already testing their 5G technology. And they are projecting that they will be done by 2020. They'll be the first country to be done with 5G, 2020, okay? Everybody else, US, Japan, South Korea, EU, everybody else is projected to finish by 2025. This is a scary thought, by the way, if they finish by 2025. That's a long time for that to be taking place. That is an advantage, so if they win the contract for 5G, they can go out there and give it to 57 different countries and say, we're not giving it to U.S., but we're giving it to these other countries. So China eventually can catch up by 2025 and pass U.S. and be the dominant empire worldwide. You don't think they're thinking about that? That's a message they made when the Olympics was in China and they did the most amazing opening show. They want to compete. They want America to know we can compete with you. We're not worried about you. This is very, very competitive right now, right? And by the way, for some of you guys that use AT&T in USA, you may say, but my phone says 5GE. That's AT&T just changing the name of LTE to 5GE. It's a fraud. It's not really a 5GE. It's really a 4G, but they just changed the name to 5G for people to say, I got a 5GE phone. You can go research and look it up for yourself, which is brilliant, by the way, but it's not really brilliant because it's not 5G. So now, this is all the stuff we're looking at, the 5G issue. Now let's look at the timeline. Let's look at the timeline of how this whole thing took place and how we got here. Well, we got started back in 1987 by the founder, Ren Zhengfei, which, by the way, he used to be part of the Chinese military, and he openly talks about the fact that he supports the Communist Party. Very open about it. So in December of 2001, Indian intelligence accused Huawei of aiding Taliban. We're talking 2001, that's 18 years ago, they're already having issues with an intelligence 
community of India. Then you go to 2003, they decide to start selling phones. Okay, fine. 2003, Cisco decides to sue Huawei for unlawfully copying intellectual property. This is something they've been accused of many times, but the first one goes back to 2003. Then in October of 2007, Bush administration warned on Huawei 3Com deal. They didn't want this deal to be taking place. So eventually after a couple years, I think 3Com ends up doing the deal with Hewlett Packard, but not Huawei. Okay, this next one's a little bit weird and interesting at the same time. October of 2010, former UK intelligence boss Andrew Hopkins joins Huawei. We're talking former UK intelligence boss, not just anybody. This guy's got 40 years plus experience in intelligence worldwide. You want to go work for Huawei? Why is Huawei trying to recruit you? Why are they trying to get into the UK information? What's the purpose behind it? Is it just because you got a fancy degree? Or maybe you got access to certain information that can help Huawei? Huh, makes you think, don't it? March 2012, Huawei banned from Australian National Broadband Network. Another one. September of 2012, David Cameron brokers a 1.2 billion pound deal with Huawei. I don't want to read too much into it. Maybe they're just doing something because they want the technology to be stronger in the UK. That could be, it could be as simple as that. But 1.2 billion UK after the head of intelligence. A little bit weird there. Okay. July of 2013, former CIA head Michael Hayden slams Huawei publicly, slams Huawei, saying this is not a company anybody should trust. March 2017, WikiLeaks Vault 7 release feature Huawei backdoors. This is when people started seeing some things with CIA and saying, wait a minute, what is really going on with Huawei? I mean, it was a very big red flag. Maybe all these accusations that people are making is accurate. February 2018, director of CIA, NSA, and FBI warned U.S. citizens against using any Huawei products. Okay, so now this is when it starts getting interesting. April 2018, America alleges possible Iran sanction violation from Huawei. I think something's going on here. This is when, you know, when U.S. has a sanction against Iran, that means you, can, you cannot do business with Iran and do business with U.S. But they were trying to kind of go around and figure out a different creative way of a subsidiary company to use, which we'll get to here in a minute as well. May 2018, Pentagon bans Huawei ZTE devices from military base. Okay, so now this is when things start getting ugly. December of 2018, the CFO of Huawei, Meng Wenju, which is also the daughter of Ren, the founder of Huawei, gets arrested in Canada. Why does she get arrested in Canada? Well, because for the longest time, U.S. was trying to get her, and she was evading U.S., and finally U.S. calls on Canada and says, you got to arrest her, and she got arrested. Why did she get arrested? Because they were using, potentially, allegedly, they were using a company called Skycom, which is a subsidiary. They say it's not, but it's a subsidiary of Huawei. They were using Skycom to do business with Iran. So this causes the chairman of Huawei in January 2019 to say the following, no market can keep us away. Is he insinuating that the 5G is going to be so strong that even U.S. has to figure out a way to do business with us? I don't know, but he said no market can keep us away. And in May 15, 2019, Trump signs the executive order banning any U.S. company of doing business with Huawei. And that's what brings us to where we are today. So look, you just had an information overload. You've been given so much different information. You're sitting here saying, holy moly, I had no idea this was taking place with Huawei. But let's talk about the spy part. You know, spying, espionage. You may say, well, Pat, you mean to tell me people are spying on us? You got simple questions to ask yourself. Would you rather have China spy on you or would you rather have U.S. spy on you? What do you mean? If you use Huawei phones in U.S., maybe China has the ability to spy on you. 
are you okay with China spying on you? Or if you use an Apple phone, are you okay with Apple being able to spy on you? Somebody says, there's no way in the world that can do that. Isn't that illegal? Let's just say it is illegal. There's a reason why people put band-aids on their cameras of their computers. They're not comfortable. Someone's watching me, right? Or are we more receptive to being spied on today? Or is this a new thing? It's been around for a while. If you try to figure that part out, you're going to start watching conspiracy theory movies. You're going to drive yourself nuts and all of a sudden, you know, start having nightmares that night, not sleeping, sweating all night long, right? Here's another question about spying. Would you rather have a private corporation spy on you or government spy on you? If a private corporation spies on you, they do it all the time on Facebook. How do they do it? What is your buying patterns? They're simply spying on you to get more money out of you. That's what corporations do, right? But if a government spies on you, what do they spy on you for? Your next moves? Controlling you? Seeing what you're doing? I mean, these smartphones that we have, these Fitbits we put on, isn't it like a, you know, a device to kind of track where we're going? So the point I'm trying to make to you is the following. Spying, if you go to the rabbit hole of spying, you're going to go so in too deep, you're going to get more scared about what could happen to you. That's the spying part, okay? But let me talk to you about what I really think is taking place and what I think the president, the administration, Tim Cook, and these companies need to be focused on today, and that is 5G, because this is the biggest thing. This 5G is the real issue. Let me explain why. China gets 5G in 2020, and say they give it to 57 different countries and not U.S., and we don't get it five years later, and what if they say, we don't want to do anything, forget about it. And all of a sudden, other countries in Europe, South America, start contacting them to do business with Huawei because they got 5G and they brokered deals, kind of like the Prime Minister David Cameron, Cameron brokered a deal of 1.2 billion pounds with Huawei. What if other countries start doing this? What if all of a sudden everybody has 5G, everybody has incredible technology, and U.S.'s last five years? What if they go to every one of these guys, EU, South Korea, Japan, and they do it with them, but not with U.S.? So now, watch what happens. When you're raising money and you deal with investors, here's what takes place. You, the entrepreneur, the owner, the shareholder, the investor comes in, you have 20 different markers to negotiate with. I want this much money. No problem. We want this much equity. No, I want fewer equity to give it to you. Uh, no, I want this much. No, okay, I'll give you this equity less, but I want to get dividends on the 20 million that I gave you. Well, that's too much dividends because it adds up to this. Yes, it does. Okay, I want three board seats. No way I'm giving you three board. I'm going to give you two. So you go through the whole thing. And you, the investor, or you, the entrepreneur, have to decide which one you want to give up. U.S. is not in a power position with everything. I know it may seem like it, but they're not. Very simple. And this, this is the scariest part with the 5G. So President Trump, his administration, with all the advisors, Tim Cook, they all have to sit down and figure out what they're willing to give up and what they're not willing to give up. Because if they just go and say, I want all of it, it may crack 20-30%, okay? It may crack. Because they're going to ask for something, because they have something that U.S. doesn't have, and that's 5G in a year. That's massive. So the tariffs, you want to put 25% on this, 25% on this, I put 25% on soybeans, you put 20 We can go back and forth all we want, but we got to sit in a room and lay all these things out, and U.S. has got to say to them, here's what we're doing. I'll cut the tariffs, but you got to give me 100% of the 5G license to U.S. 2020. When you get it, we get it as well. There's no way in the world I'm giving you. I want it right off the bat when you get it. I'm not doing it. Okay, give it to me six months after you get it, but you cannot do business with anybody else, but you can get a head start in China, just not anybody else. We're not doing it. That's, that's the negotiation of getting 5G to five years because we don't have any U.S. Qualcomm. We're not ahead. There's a lot of people that are, a lot of companies that are doing it. We're not ahead. 
They got to figure out a way to get this technology. That's how big it is. It's $500 billion. $500 billion to the GDP, 3 million jobs to the GDP. The battle's going to be a big battle. It's going to be interesting who wins this battle. But uh, it's all about leverage, and they have the leverage on 5G, and they have the leverage on having a population of 1.5 billion people, and the U.S. has got 330 million. And they have a leverage of their smartphone is not as expensive as the iPhone is, where Tim Cook is saying, I'm going to make the iPhone cheaper in China so I can compete with them. There's a lot of leverage. And I hope all the brains can come together and figure this part out. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bid David. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.